is no dummy. He has watched matches and films and films. Kick the neck! Kick the neck! The neck! Kick the... Fundy here. Again, sad news today, but I'm not alone. I'm joined by somebody who once broke my back and made me humble. Fruity is Alex. How you doing, mate? Oh, mate. Uh, absolutely heartbreaking news today. Yeah, I, I think we knew for a while that a uh, shaky baby was in a bit of ill health, but uh, unfortunately, he passed away overnight. Yeah, absolutely horrible. Um, of course, I rely on you a lot as the uh, the historian of this show, but 
given this broke overnight, uh, was there any um, announcement of him being in ill health or an accident or anything? Uh, not that I know of, but he's just been in ill health for a really long time. Like, um, he hasn't done, like, uh, like fan appearances in years now. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, he hasn't been at any of the conventions for a few years now. Um, I think the last thing that anyone saw him do was the recent like um A and E biography series that they did on the Iron Sheik and that was the most recent footage of him. Is that on uh binge or Foxtel with uh WWE network at the moment? I don't think the new season's up. I could be wrong. But Iron Sheik's episode. I don't think it's up, yeah. Okay. I might have to go on a third party that one later tonight. but uh, That's how I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so stupid. Um, it's fantastic. You can actually find it on YouTube. Okay. Um, well, I think I might... that's how I watched it. Hang on. Yes, but uh, what are some of your memories of a fine chic? Well, being a um, guy that was born in 89, and I've technically lived in the 80s for a month <laughs> um like my experiences of iron sheik were not iron sheik in his prime unfortunately um uh, my first memories of him was i didn't even know him as the iron sheik i knew him as uh what was it colonel mustafa the <laughs> the henchman for the evil foreign sympathizer uh, sergeant slaughter i forgot about uh that brief time yeah where sergeant <laughs> slaughter was the champ it was feuding with hogan and then after that after slaughter dropped the belt slaughter had this manager colonel adnan who looked eerily exactly like saddam hussein <laughs> and then they brought in some extra muscle and that was Sheiky Baby. And that sort of all led to the SummerSlam 91 main event where it was the triangle of terror, Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa, uh, General Adnan versus the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. And that's that infamous match where the Ultimate Warrior supposedly held Vince up for money. Is that and why Sheiky Baby like didn't like that no good Hulk Hogan jabroni? Well, he's just always hated Hulk. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I honestly believe that it's all just a gimmick. Yeah. Um, I uh, don't think he hates Hulk Hogan. I mean, Vern Gagne offered Sheiky Baby a shitload of money for Iron Sheik to shoot beat Hulk Hogan in that match at Madison Square Garden and to break Hulk Hogan's leg. And Iron Sheik said no. <laughs> and I think because of that, like Vince has always had like a fondness for the Iron Sheik. It's why the Iron Sheik was always brought back for like, oh, there's a Legends Night. Here's the Iron Sheik. Oh, we're trying to get this new guy over. Like in the era I was recently watching, like 
they're trying to get the Sultan over, so they bring in the Iron Sheik as a manager. Oh, goodness. Um, like, but my first, like, real memory of the Iron Sheik is him winning the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 17. Let's be real. Yeah. And that's all just because he couldn't physically take a bump over the top rope. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Poor, poor Sheiky baby. Um, I mean, mean, he's one of the biggest personalities in all of wrestling. I don't think uh, this is this might be uh, a hot take, but I don't think we would be here recording a podcast if it wasn't for the Iron Sheik making shoot interviews popular, thus people wanting to hear outside of the like outside of the ring opinions on wrestling and then it's sort of eventually branched into you know listening to a couple of fans talking about wrestling and i think the iron sheik made shoot interviews a thing which made podcasts a thing um was sheiky baby on heroes of wrestling i believe he was yeah because i'm just trying to look at that now and i can't see it here. Give me a moment. Um, Surely he was. <laughs> Screams, cheeky baby. What year was WrestleMania X7? Uh, 2001. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where is Sheikhu's match? This show was extremely negative received. Yeah, so Sheik had a match. Oh, that's right. It's the Bushwhackers against Sheik and Volkov. The, the the fucking minus five star match. Is that minus five? <laughs> I believe that's the match that is from that minus five stars. <laughs> Alvarez. No, that's the um the Jenna Maraska. Is it? Yes. Oh, so, no, the the Bushwhacker match is the one that's, like, Dave Meltzer's lowest-rated match of all time or some shit. Or it was at the time. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, the Bushwhacker match is uh, on here as being a, a minus five stars. Yeah. It, it's a very, very rare club that's in <laughs> and like Meltzer was quoted at the time as saying minus five stars but if I could minus all the stars in the universe or some shit like that <laughs> but that doesn't matter like I feel like this is a bad time to be bringing up our oh, Iron Sheik had shit matches no, yeah no, he like did you were, you were saying memories of him I remember <laughs> that but uh, Sheik somebody who had legit was it Greco-Roman wrestling background? Yeah, and he wrestled for the Iranian Olympic team. Don't think he actually did win any medals, but he, like, walked around with a medal all the time because that's just the Iron Sheik. He also used to walk around all the time with the WCW Big Gold, <laughs> even though he never won that. But that's just... What made the Iron Sheik the Iron Sheik? He was a character, man. He was fantastic. Um, he came, he was essentially 
a transitional champion from Backlund to Hogan. But, man, I've seen the footage. When Sheik beats Backlund, my God, that is legit heat. And, you know, he was built, but it was an era of bigger is better. And the Iron Sheik was six foot at best. (laughs) Yeah. And so he, he sort of is the blue, the blueprint that gave us wrestlers like Taz and Kurt Angle, the suplexing machines that aren't, you know, six six or whatever. They're just big, stocky suplexing monsters, and it all starts with the Iron Sheik. I've seen shoot interviews with Taz. Uh, or when Taz used to have a podcast and he used to talk about how the Iron Sheik was a huge inspiration for it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Sheik uh, defeating uh, Bob Backlund on December 26, 1983. So that would have been the the MSG Christmas holiday show. And then what, when was it January the something 1984 that he dropped it? Yeah, January 26th, so about a month. Yeah, Australia Day. Uh, 23rd, <laughs> sorry, 23rd. Oh, okay. Um, yes, so one-time world champion in WWF, one-time tag team champion with uh, Nikolai Volkov. Yep. Uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame, class of 2005. Yep. Looking over to uh, some other territories, a bit closer to home here, NWA New Zealand British Commonwealth Championship one time. Does it have a date? That's what I'm just trying to look up now. Um, but any other uh, memories here of a cheeky baby sort of before we, we finish off? Um, not really. Like, it. the memories are what everyone's memory is. It's the ranting chaotic iron sheik that he was for our generation he was more of a wrestling personality than a legend for wrestling um his shoot interviews his twitter account um it's it's all amazing stuff and you know what like botchamania like, if it wasn't for Botchamania, I don't think I would have fallen as in love with the Iron Sheik as I have. I mean, technically, when Fugs returns, I don't know if you remember, because it was a long time ago, but do you remember who my WCW Hardcore Champion is? Or the WCW Extreme Champion? Is it Sheiky Baby? It's Sheiky Baby. <laughs> Sheiky Baby is my champ. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's got his little um, three-man faction with the Steiner brothers because I just <laughs> wanted the craziest fucking promos of all time. Um, uh, yeah, and it's crazy because, like, last night I was thinking up of, like, oh, I need to come up with a brand-new match stipulation that's never been done before for the hardcore division for Fugs for when we come back. Yeah. And I came up with the idea. And then I wake up in the morning and the the person that I'm thinking about putting in this match passed away. It was just like really weird coincidental timing. Anyway, 
the Falls Count Somewhere match is coming soon to Fugs. <laughs> oh, a boy. match a match where the referee's standing in the ring, there's two competitors, the referee receives an envelope, and that says where the pinfalls count, and the wrestlers have to fight all over the arena <laughs> to find out where the pinfalls actually count. Falls count somewhere. <laughs> That's money, man. Oh, boy. Yes. Sue. Um, so I, I did find a cheeky baby's uh, championship here of uh, the New Zealand NWA British Empire. Perfect. Uh, uh, Commonwealth. United Empire. <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the other one that they were? Doug Williams and... Um, Magnus. British invasion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> close enough. And what's the other one? Commonwealth connection. Yeah, in yeah, NWA. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Uh, so yes, she defeated the model Rick Martel. On uh, what the, what date here? Twenty sixth of May, nineteen seventy seven, in Ooh. Auckland, New Zealand. So we're uh, talking a good twelve years before he's even a model. <laughs> lost it to somebody uh, named Tommy Sangler. I'm not familiar with him, but says Me he's neither. an American wrestler. Then the belt was vacated shortly after he returned back to the States. What other big names have held it? Uh, Ron Miller. Abdul Butcher. Um, yeah, Ron Miller's a big one. Peter some, Maivia. Some dude called Peter Maivia. <laughs> Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji, Jesus. Rick Martel came back. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, then, yeah, your, your big Aussie names, Ron Miller, Larry O'Day. Uh, Ox the Baker's the in there. 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah, Ox Baker. Is Ox in the WWE Hall of Fame? I don't think so. He feels like somebody who should go in Legacy Wing. Yeah, well, there is no Legacy Wing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess not anymore. Uh, Pat O'Connor. Yeah, there you go. Who is that? Viva um, Afi? Yeah, I've never heard of him. Okay. Uh, Samoan wrestler in the WWF of the 80s. Nothing I can see there. Okay. We've talked about um, Cheeky Baby. Yeah. Forever the legend. (laughs) Yes. Rest rest in in peace, Cheeky Baby. Okay. And Uh, fuck the Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the Ted DiBiase. did you see during the week the sad news coming out of uh, Perth Wrestling? I Yeah, you sent that through. Yeah, that was devastating. Uh, so young, man. Roxy Wright, uh, real name Kayla Mir of the Perth Wrestling scene. I've seen EPW and New Horizons post, uh, Pro Wrestling also put out posts. I haven't seen much of her work. I apologise. I haven't um, seen much of her, but she's around the same age as us. Yeah, that's what really kicked me here. Um, 
Yeah, I'm honestly not familiar with her at all, but it's just way too young, man. Way yeah. too young. The sad loss there of a, another uh, up-and-comer from all reports and well-loved uh, member of the Aussie wrestling community there from, from over in Perth, and we lost Miami the month before. Yeah. Uh, I suppose... There's no real easy way to transition here. Should we get into some lighter topics? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> um, guess what I watched over the weekend? Ring of Honor? No, oh, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> um, but, I watched Dominion. Good man. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the voice clip I took out of uh, Chris Charlton? Uh, which, what did he say? Osaka furious here at this dick pulling. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I actually caught that when it happened. Yeah. Uh, um, I just want to quickly touch on this Ring of Honor news and then we can run through Dominion. Uh, so it has been announced that Stokely Hathaway and Jerry Lynn have been named as members of the Ring of Honor board of directors. They'll have matchmaking and ruling authority and ring of honor it's a kayfabe position though <laughs> is it really or is Tony yeah, Khan yeah, actually offloading no, something's workload no it's from everything i've read it's just an on-air authority figure role for both of them oh okay then <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't sure if tk was actually going Hmm, who do I have who has actually some idea of what to do here? I, I mean, what fucking experience does Stokely Hathaway have in booking? Uh, and, of a major company? None that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> and and to be fair, Jerry Lynn as well. He's an agent. Yeah, um, that's so true. Yeah, I think they just put in a baby face and a heel, and the baby face is someone that has history with the company, just as an on-air sort of persona. Basically, Jerry Lynn will play the NXT UK Johnny Saint role. Oh, so he's going to be old and incompetent and have Stokely do most of the work. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what I think. I'm sorry, Mr. Saint. Don't hurt me. <laughs> no, he could stretch the shit out of us. He looks like just somebody's old granddad. <laughs> but you just know that that grandpa strength is insane with him. Oh, yeah. Okay. 2023 Dominion. As I get down to the show, we are in June? Fuck, we're in June, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just hit me. Dominion, 6.4 in a suck Joe Hall. Okay. Uh, now, did you watch this live or on tape delay? Because I watched most of this live. I watched it live. Oh, good man. Well, I watched slightly delayed. I think I watched about two hours delayed by the time I got home. Watched the end of the Eston North game that was fucking way closer than it should have been. <laughs> North Melbourne, yeah. two plays out with concussion, one less man on the bench, and Eston just managed to win by six points in the last two minutes. Yeah, it's unreal. Unreal. The, the poor form continues. We've been rebuilding for the last 13 years. Yep. Okay, enough about footy. Uh, Dominion. So where are my notes? On the call is 
uh, well, the English core, Kevin Kelly, the professor, Chris Charlton, and a returning Gino Gambino. Yeah, or what's left of him, Jesus. Hey, God, the man's looking slim. Yeah, bloody oath. Mr. Uh, juicy ain't so juicy anymore. No, uh, the lads joke about how if Gino cuts down for, uh, to 100 kilos, he could be in best of the Super Juniors next year. I mean, they they were saying that joke when he wasn't losing weight. Uh, <laughs> I've... I can definitely recall other times where they've joked about Gino entering the Super Juniors. I think it's just an ongoing joke at this point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But now it's an actual, like, semi-quasi-possibility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is in Osaka Joe Hall. Attendance here reported is 7,040 people. Um, I was unaware of this until after the fact, but uh, apparently... Uh, Claudio missed his flight or his flight was delayed because of the typhoon. So as soon as he landed, he had to rush to the arena. Yeah. Originally their match was meant to go on like second or third or something, but that they had to push it to the semi main. Well, I mean, positive news is here in hindsight, we did get the match. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, I was unaware Alex watched this. So, Oh, boy, I'm interested to get some of his opinions here. Uh, dark matchup for the young line hack trick currently. Okay, let's restart that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the dark match saw a young line hat trick challenge that saw Oscar Lubay lose to Yuta Namasaki. I think I said that right. Owa and, o- and Bolton Oleg. Uh, okay. From all reports, he uh, did all right. It was just more or less for the, the live crowd as they entering the arena. <coughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. First match of the night, Will Ospreay taking on Lance Archer in the tournament final for the number one contender to the IWGP US uh, Heavyweight Championship. Archer's out first. Song is everyone dies, and he attacks all the young boys, gets in the ring. Oh, man, I miss Suzuki Goon. <laughs> Out comes Osprey, just looking very determined. Match starts, and these guys are working more of fast pace. They're trying to get all their stuff in. I didn't realize how quick this match was until I'm looking at it. Yeah. It was eight minutes. The only nitpick I have here is Osprey hits what three or four hidden blades to put down Archer. Yeah, yeah. So I sort of um was able to put the stream on about halfway through this match. Yeah. So, yeah, I almost forgot about it. But, yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I feel like this is a show I should probably watch. And this was not a bad start to it. Yes. It, it was the good, like a good decision putting this on first to warm up the crowd to the event. Osprey yeah, getting, sure. getting the win here jumps on the mic and says that uh, at Forbidden Door, it'll be Osprey versus Canada as he's coming after Kenny Omega for the IWGP US Championship. Yep. Um, and at this point, I'm like, oh, that that's your main event. Yeah. 
yeah, we'll, we'll, we're, we've got our uh, main event sorted for, for Bindor. We'll uh, see you later, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's in, what, two weeks-ish? Uh, yeah. I still do think it should main event, but there there is an argument for another match now. Yeah, about two and a half weeks, and I haven't seen today's AEW yet. I've just got home. Um, hang on. Where the heck am I? I lost my spot. <laughs> Match number three of the night sees Los Ingobernables de Japón, Tatsuya Naito, Shingo Takage, Bushi, and Titan taking on just five guys, Taichi, Doki, Yoshinabu Katamaru, and Takamichinoku. And um, how can you forget Chris Charlton's, like, singing during the entrance, making up and the lyrics for Just Five Guys' entrance song? I was like... Just five guys, except one of the guys is in the main event, so it's just four guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I did laugh for that. Uh, yeah. we, have, we see suit Nido. Oh, hang on, no, it's just t shirt Nido. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how important a match is to Nido, depends whether he gives you the t shirt treatment or the actual suit treatment. Yeah, I'm very intrigued as to what's going on here, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was, for me, another, uh, who gives a fuck, New Japan undercard tag match. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, I'm feeling a bit under the weather today. Uh, yeah, absolutely just sort of wetting your appetite for the main event as uh, Yoda Suji officially joined LIJ at the press conference. Yeah. I, I know he had been alluding to it, which you had brought up the past two or three weeks. Yeah. I'm just like, it doesn't say he's joined yet, but you are right. So, yeah, yeah, I just assumed he was the whole time. I didn't even, this is my first time finding out that he officially announced it at the press conference. Yeah. Um, They, they alluded to something at the press conference on commentary and, during the main event, they said, like, and we all got the answers we were after at the press conference. I was like, okay, what? What are you talking about? They never explained it. So there you go. You've just explained it to me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this match here going 9-24 with uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón picking up the win here. The next match. Oh, my. It is for the junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, one of Alex's favourite belts in all of New Japan. It sees Intergalactic Jet Setters, your defending champions, that's Kushida and Kevin Knight, take you on the team of Catch 2-2, representing United Empire, so that is Pronisco Akira and TJP, and they are joined ringside by Dan Maloney. And, you know, this match is pretty good. They're telling the story of Kushida just being in a big losing slump coming out of um, Best of the Super Juniors, having a horrible tournament. And will this continue tonight? Will Catch 2-2 be able to catch Kushida in poor form? And yes, they do. They pick up the win here. Relatively clean. Dan Maloney not having much to do with Catch 2-2 getting the win here. And new IWGP Junior Headweight Champs for Nisko Kira and TJP. And here's where the big news starts coming in during the night. You know, uh, United Empire celebrating in the ring. Dan Maloney's there with his guys in the ring. Out comes the Wild Rhino. 
Clark Connors. And, you know, he's uh, saying, I'm going to challenge you and you with my partner. And he's sort of looking up the ramp and the guys are looking to the entranceway. And Dan Maloney attacks Catch 2-2. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, all these generic-looking young guys. Uh, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dwayne Maloney joined the Bullet Club. Uh, that's, a very, that's a very deep inside joke. Um, <laughs> um, anywho, anywho. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate Clark Connor's look and all that that he's got going on, but fuck me, this Bullet Club thing, man. And yeah. it's not the last of it. No, it's not. We'll get there uh, shortly, but I think... Clark Connors, somebody else who has J.R. Rorty's black cowboy hat. Oh, goddamn, yeah. <laughs> okay, match number five of the evening, and Jeff Cobb's giving like a, a long interview before the match begins saying how he took Zach to the time limit, but this time it'll be decided in the ring sort of thing. And Zach just shouts, I'm home, but in Japanese. And walks Very off. good. Uh, so it is the New Japan, oh, sorry, NJPW World Television Championship. Zack Sabre Jr., your defending champ with Vegeta ringside, his TMDK stablemate, taking on Jeff Cobb. This match here, uh, as with all TV matches, has a 15-minute time limit, but not going to the limit as we go 8.46 and Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Jeff Cobb. I thought this was a really good match. It was perfectly fine. It wasn't as good as their time limit draw. I'll grant it that, but it was pretty good. And Zach's now up to 10 defences as TV champ. He's held this belt since January. Um, do you think it's going to be Zach and Zack Sabre Jr. and Samoa Joe at Forbidden Door? I mean, that would make sense. That what? that always made sense, and that is a match I I do want to see. I just do feel like, man, they're really just not giving us Danielson versus Zack Saber Junior, aren't they? They're really saving, you? they're really saving that for something. And I'm like, man, Wembley Arena would be a good, uh, Wembley Stadium would be a good spot for that. <laughs> yes, Wembley Arena. Was it 20,000 seater? Didn't WWE run there? Yeah, yeah, they've run there a few times. Yeah. Um, KSI just had a boxing fight there, actually. <laughs> oh, remember how we got a bo I got a bottle of Prime for WrestleMania? Yep. And I took two mouthfuls out of it during that match. I never finished that bottle. <laughs> that Unreal. stuff is way too sweet. It's fucked, man. It's <laughs> fucked. Speaking Although of... the, the red, white, and blue one is kind of good. The ice pop flavored one. I don't hate it. Just because it does it's a flavor that just you can't get with anything else. It's that sort of like really American sort of artificial cherry flavor. Ah, very good. Yeah, yeah. So I recommend that. And for some reason, 
my local Woolworths always has that flavour in stock, so maybe once in a while I'll grab a bottle of it. Never buying that blue shit again. Well, speaking of blue shit, it's time for the House of Torture match. (laughs) Oh, my God. A three-way tag team match for the vacated IWGP Tag Team Championship and the Strong Openweight Tag Team Championship that will see challengers, United Empire, Great Khan and Aaron Hanare. Challengers, Bushimun, representing Chaos, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. And challengers, House of Torture, representing Bullet Club, question mark, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. And before the bell rings, House of Torture's out and they're attacking, I believe it was uh, United Empire by ringside and Dick to goes out there with them and the bell rings. Commentary spends a large portion of this talking how the fan base hates House of Torture. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they realise that's legitimate hate and not just heat. Yeah. I mean, it's what they would call X-Pac hate. No offence, Sean Waltman fans. Cough, cough. <laughs> but honestly, X-Pac never had X-Pac hate. Just, just a quick reminder. He had heel eight. Um, but this is legitimately what they describe as X Park heat. This is go away heat. This is change the channel heat. This is, I do not want to watch this bullshit. And it doesn't matter who you put in there with them. I'm not going to care. Yeah, this this match was very much hurt by. Evil and Dick to go, as we mentioned off the top, uh, Charlton saying at one point, Osaka furious at this dick pulling, which when taken out of context is going to sound funny as fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will say, Aaron Hanare, going back a few years before United Empire to now, has shown very good improvement. I oh, he's almost ready, I think. Oh, you reckon Almost. next year, G1? Well, he's in this year's. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can get there in a moment. But uh, what do you mean he's almost ready? I mean, he's almost ready for a, a significant singles push. Mm. You are not wrong, sir. Yeah, I mean, he's doing his thing with the Great Khan. That's fine. I think... Um, that's probably got another year in it, and then he's ready to go off on his own, I think. Yeah. Uh, so following – oh, sorry. In the conclusion here, Bushimon picking up the win, so we are just resetting this division back to before Aussie Open won it. Yeah. You're... And, yeah, it, it, as good as it would have been to see Aaron Hanare here get the win, it's just sort of resetting the division back to a status quo following that yeah, it, it essentially they just made the last six months mean nothing um what happened after the match here oh yeah we're gonna talk about the post-match uh, so post-match bullet club war dogs play and i'm thinking yes mike burr is signed to new japan <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, a deep dear. cut there for any older mcw fans but no it is 
Alex Coglin and Gabriel Kidd, and they're out to attack Bushimon, and I guess they're next in line for these titles going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, fine, whatever. David Finley building Bullet Club in his own image. Um, who's the one you said is Magnum? Uh, Alex Coglin. Yeah. The one that looks like Don Fry. <laughs> you know, the the fucking guy from the Fry Takayama spot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, he, lo- he looks like Don Fry, Dan Severin, and Magnum P.I. all had this weird love child. <laughs> With, like, a hint of Dexter Loomis, because this dude had this stare... Did you see this when he was walking back up the ramp and he was just staring? Yeah. It was fucking terrifying. I was like, you know what? There might be some money there. Uh, I'll see if I can find a picture. There we go. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Okay. G1 Climax 33 participants announced. Okay, Alex can just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down to everyone's name. Twelfth time in, Kazuchika Okada. Thumbs up. Fourteenth time in, Tatsuya Naito. Thumbs up. Eighth time in, Sonata. Uh, thumbs up. <laughs> okay, we're on a roll here. Let's see how long this will last. Fourth time in, Will Ospreay. Thumbs up. 22nd consecutive time. Jesus Hiroshi Christ. Tanahashi. Yeah, big thumbs up. Fuck yeah. Second uh, G1 for David Finley. Um, thumbs in the middle. That's that's fair. We'll we'll see how this like, plays I, out. I, I I expect him to be in it. He should be in it. This is his chance to actually turn my opinion on him. But. I still don't want to see him, <laughs> but th- this is like where his op- my opinion of him could change. This is what the G1 can do for a wrestler, so I get it. Yeah. Um, debut of Shuta, Shota Umino. All the thumbs up in the world. Yeah. He should win it, just saying. <laughs> the fifth time for Shingo Takage. Very good. Uh, guaranteed bangers all tournament long. 11th time for Tomohiro Ishii. Exact same thing I said about Shingo saying about Ishii. Sixth time for the good bad guy, Tomatonga. Good to see it. Second time for a returning from injury, Tonga Loa. Well, welcome back. <laughs> Apparently you were gone. A debut. For Hikalelu. Honestly didn't know. I would have thought he would have been in one before. But yeah, no, it's a thumbs up. 16th time for Hiroki Goto. I'll just uh, let... I'll I'll let your thumbs do the talking for me on this. (laughs) Because I don't want to offend anyone. Thumbs up. 7th time for Headhunter Yoshihashi. I mean... My opinion's slowly changing on Yoshihashi over the years, but still, I just see that name and I'm like, oh. And and he always surprises me and does okay, but I still see that name and I just go, oh. So it's still a thumbs down. (laughs) 
18th time, he might be the second longest member in the G1 at the moment, Toru Yanu. Yeah, always thumbs up for Toru Yanu. Uh, There's a reason he's in this. He is the essentially a buy night for (laughs) those people in his group, and it's always entertaining, so why not? Fifth time for Kenta. Yep, good. Um, I I can't see there being too many more G1s left in Kenta. I feel like he's just fallen apart at the moment, body-wise, but yeah, no, let's have him as much as we can. Seventh time for Zack Sabre Jr. I expect a big tournament from ZSJ on this one. We say that most years, and it just seems like this is going to be Zack's year, and then it's not. <laughs> I don't think he's winning winning it this year, but this is the year where he's really, like, he's essentially a leader of a faction now, so they're going to have to give him a pretty big push. Yep. Uh, for his fifth G1, Taichi. I mean, are him and Zach going to be in the same group? Because if they are, that's amazing. If I not, think so, because uh, in the post-match, Zach rolled over to the English commentary table and said, what did I tell you, Kevin? Mental techers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, remember dangerous techers? Yeah, I'm looking, like, we never really know. We don't really know, like, what happened there. Yeah. They, they just, just sort of magically went off and did their own thing. Yep. This one shocked me. A debut from AEW. Eddie Kingston. Oh, I knew this was going to happen at some point. Like, Eddie Kingston is a very outspoken, massive fan of Japanese wrestling. For me, um, though, I thought he'd go to a Champions Carnival for all Japan. He's a very big fan of that, Um, was it Kings Road? Yeah. Of but, uh, all Japan? Well, this this is as close as he can get to that. Because of the working relationships involved. Yeah, yeah, that's true with the uh, political stuff at the moment, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, how do you so, expect Eddie to do? Top, Near the top, mid-table, or mid-table. down the bottom? Mid-table. I feel like Tony Khan would have sent him there knowing that, uh, well, I can't send like one of my big, big stars there because I don't think one of my big, big stars is going to win it. Yeah. So, and that's the argument as to why Brian Danielson going to do the G1 like everyone wants him to do is actually a bad business move for Tony Khan because Danielson's been so protected in AEW. Oh, yeah, yeah, right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it would be a bad idea. But sending someone over like an Eddie Kingston will still get a fair bit of fan buzz. It will make Eddie Kingston super happy too, because you know he'd love to spend that much time over there. And you're going to get some good matches, and it doesn't really matter if he loses or not. Yep. Um, in his second G1 here, with no affiliation anymore, Al Fantasmo. Yeah, this will be a... This is a very important G1 for him. I feel this is very sink or swim. Yeah, yeah. There's a fair bit of that in this tournament. Um, 
David Finley comes to mind here as well. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a bit going on after this, after that you haven't announced yet as well, that there's a bit of sink or swim going on. Okay, so from there, the debut of Ren Narita. Um, because it's a debut, it's not as sink or swim for him. Yep. But, but yeah, this is important for him as well. In his eighth G1, we will see Evil. It was noted, like, on the um, screen graphics, like, Bullet Club members say Bullet Club. Evil said House of Torture. Mm. So uh, are we going to have a split there between Finley and Evil coming out of the G1? I mean, uh, we do need another villain faction now. Suzuki Gun's not around. Who's, who's the fucking babyface there? Finley. No, he's not. He won't be. Mm. But neither will be evil. That's just no. That's just a fucking creative black hole that you do not want to go down. Just keep them away from each other because they both stink at the moment. What about making his third G1, Chase Owens? Oh, oh we need a cut bait on Chase Owens soon too. Jesus Christ. Uh, why does this... What do they say in him that I don't? He makes Farley look good? Uh, okay. Well, when was the last time he was even with Farley? earlier this year sometime, probably in a six- or an eight-man tag. I don't know. I feel like Farley's just been in New Zealand for the past year and a bit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, in his third G1, the great Okan. I mean, I, I'm coming around on the great Okan just because of his social media persona. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about this last year. Of, of him being such a horny human, but also he saved a girl from getting raped in a train in Japan. Like, shoot, legit. Like, he saved someone from getting raped. So it's like, all right, you're a horny motherfucker, but you don't stand for that, and you're an awesome human being, but my God, is your character shit. <laughs> why can't his character just be him? Like, why can't he just be a fucking horny, fucking gigantic person? I guess it'd be great. Meant to be Yujiro. Uh, yeah, well, we can fuck off with Yujiro altogether. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Oh, okay. Seriously, that's that's that shit. That that's <laughs> we're talking about sink or swims here. That fucking sunk years ago. <laughs> but. But if we get rid of Yujiro, we can't have Peter back. We we can work around that. <laughs> People, uh, women leave men sometimes and go to another person. The Great Okan having Peter would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, second G1 for New Zealand's own Aaron Hanare here. Yeah, uh, this is where I think he's going to be the dark horse of this. He's going to fucking have some bangers, um, and he's going to come out of this with his stock pretty high. Uh, then a bunch of debuts here to round off the uh, the 32-man tournament. 
Jesus fucking Christ. I'm guessing four blocks again this year with eight? I would assume so. It would have to be. Okay. Debuts for both Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coglin. Uh, the graphics said LA Dojo, but they're now defected to Bullet Club War Dogs. Uh, I, I, I actually liked that it didn't immediately say Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah, it it just showed like okay, they were going to be in it anyway as LA Dojo members, um, and they it wasn't like oh okay, well we already had this prepared anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was good. I liked that touch. Um, yeah. Big thumbs up for both of these guys because I just want to see what they got. I popped for these next two, Shane Haste. And Mad Mikey Nichols, the Mighty Don't Kneel. We've got two Aussies in the G1. I, I wasn't surprised to see Shane Haste. He's been getting booked fairly regularly on New Japan Strong. I was shocked to see Mikey Nichols. Yeah, yeah, that's fair too. Mikey yeah. still does a fair bit in um in APW and Perth, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't go over there as much as Shane Hayes does. Um, so that's why I was like, oh, okay. And I was very excited to see that. Uh, we see the debut of Yoda Suji into the G1. And this is another, like, sink or swim sort of situation, but I think there's a little leeway here because like, it's his first. Can you help me out with the pronunciation from this one? Representing yeah. Noah? Kato Kiyomiya. Oh, wow. I am shocked that somebody from Noah also got the invite for the G1 this year. Yeah, this is going to be huge. Um, yeah, this is absolutely massive, to be honest. Um, yeah, Kato Kiyomiya is a fantastic talent. She's, he's basically the ace over there. He's basically, oh, not really, but, like, he's the best wrestler they have. Yeah. He's their Okada. Where do you expect him to finish, given he's with another promotion? I near honestly, the top of his group, mid-table, or near the bottom? I, I could say it near the top, and I honestly wouldn't be shocked if he won it. Out of his group? If he won it. The whole G1. I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. I, could, I could see that being like Wrestle Kingdom, Noah versus fucking New Japan. And he loses, but <laughs> but yeah, I could see that. Um, especially because I, I think somehow, someway, Okada's going to be champ again before Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, uh, do you have a pick of who's winning this? I mean, just... I mean, there's a couple of options here. Um, there's the storyline sense-wise, right? Yeah. The storyline sense probably says Naito's a favourite here. Yeah, they were talking up how Naito's never won at Wrestle Kingdom and he's chasing that still. Yep, storyline-wise, especially considering who the champ is, it makes sense. And then in that same vein, that's why Yota Suji and Shingo also half make sense. Um, 
The other thing is, uh, man, the, they seem to really be shoving Shota Umino to the top. Like, mm-hmm. really shoving him hard in particular. So I could say it where he's a finalist at the least. Um, as far as who I genuinely think is going to win this, oh, it's pretty tough, but uh, I, I think it's Nido. And I don't think that's a good choice. Out of everyone who's debuting, who would I, I would like to see a deb? I would like to see a debutant win it. I'd like to see Shooter win. Shooter. Who do Suji I even wouldn't be the worst because he's quickly won me over. Who do I think will win? I hate to say it, but maybe Evil. Oh, no. There's that storyline there oh, of Sonata no. and Evil they haven't really told no. since they've both left. I know, but then who's the fucking baby face? Sonata. It's just five guys. But they're heels. Are they, though? Oh, they act like heels, but then they do stupid fucking sing-alongs with torches on their phones. And it just oh, it makes no sense. I know. Uh, oh, it makes no sense. And their theme music is so fucking shit. <laughs> That's why Chris Charlton is great. Um, of oh. note, missing the field this year. Bad luck, Farley. No underboss in the G1. Okay. No Lance Archer or Tom Lawler. Yep. So this is from last year's. Yeah, I'm just having a quick look over last year's block. Uh, Jonah's gone to WWE. Jay White's in AEW. Juice Robinson's in AEW. Yep. Uh, that seems to be... No Ujiro uh, this yeah. year. Oh, yeah, no Ujiro either. Yeah, but, get um, fucked huge. <laughs> why do you hate Ujiro so? <laughs> he didn't even... Did he finish last in his group? No, I don't think so. Uh, no, he didn't. He finished above Juice Robertson, David Finley, oh and Yoshihashi. <laughs> but also he finished where... above the person that... Ended up be- becoming the leader of his faction. <laughs> so Yujiro should be the leader of the Bullet Club. Suck my dick. Is this a, a lineal Bullet Club leader? <laughs> oh my. Right, hang on. I'm going to write that down and I'm going to have a look at this off stream. <laughs> Just go, go through, like, find the G1 where uh, the Bullet Club first was a part of the G1, and then be like, all right, see if anyone finished, any other members of the Bullet Club finished higher than Prince Devitt. If not, Prince Devitt retained. Only and then just, go through it, and just go through it all, through all the years that the Bullet Club were in to find out who the real leader of the Bullet Club is. Okay, in my mind, my- it's Ujiro. That's my homework for uh, off-stream. Yeah, okay, so uh, G1, always an interesting time of year. We go back to uh, Dominion here. We've got our four main matches here. Naxor for the Never Openweight Championship. David Finley, your defending champion, representing Bullet Club, taking on Al Fantasmo, and his theme starts to play Bullet Club, and then goes into a remix. 
And I'm just like, looking at this guy, your logo still has the skull on it. Your gear is still the same. It just now has more of a blue trim to it. Dumb. You have changed nothing about your character. (laughs) You still wrestle like a heel. Your mannerisms are still heelish. This G1 is sink or swim for babyface Phantasmo. And it's sink or swim for heel David Finlay. Yeah, this, I wrote after this match, I said, this match sucked balls. I'm going to bed. Yep. <laughs> yep. And essentially, the Bullet Club is now just David Finlay and a bunch of young boys. Yeah, we can get to our monthly Bullet Club recap uh, shortly. Nah, fuck that. It's just David Finley and a bunch of fucking dojo graduates. Who gives a shit? That's (laughs) that's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, The last three co-main events here, we saw uh, the best of the Super Juniors winner, Master Watto, challenging IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Hiromu Takahashi and the crowd's pretty behind Watto. He's from Osaka. And I'm thinking, finally, we're going to refresh this junior division. Okay, I'm not the biggest fan of Watto, but at least it's a new division than the past four years of lol, Hiromu wins. And, okay. Here's my counterpoint to this. Yeah. Wasn't Master Watto the last champ before Hiromu? Okay, I'm having a look now. Okay. Ah! I broke the internet, Alex. Uh, Ishimori was the champ before that. Despy before that. Eagles. Uh, and Despy goes all the way back to February of 2021. I could have sworn... Was... Was it a multi-man match at Wrestle Kingdom? Then? It was the four-way match at Wrestle Kingdom, yes. Ah, okay, okay. Where I he thought... defeated Ishimori. Okay, I thought, yeah, I misremembered. Okay, fine. That makes sense. Um, Hiromu, Ishimori, and the other two challengers were Despy and Watto. Here's the problem with the fucking junior division. Yeah? Hiromu, Despy... Taji Ishimori, all amazing wrestlers. All, like, must-watch wrestlers. Yep. But they have just been stuck in this fucking loop uh, in the junior division where they just keep... It's basically one of the three of them are are champs. And throw Robbie in there for the occasional tour. Like, occasionally. And... It's just like, who gives a fuck? It feels like we've seen the same three people wrestle for years now. This is why there shouldn't be a fucking weight division in New Japan. I'm going to still disagree with you on that, but Uh, I I agree. There there should be if they had the fucking depth for it, but they don't. There we go. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They don't. So get rid of it. No, they haven't for years, dude. (laughs) It's been years. <laughs> Fuck off. Alex is just pulling no punches to see. No, it's been fucking dead for years. The entire division has. Um, I mean, the 
I mean, there's an argument. All right, yeah, it started getting interesting again when Osprey and Shingo did their thing. But guess what they do? They moved them out of that division, so no one gave a fuck again. Do you think putting the belt on Watto here would have been the right call to freshen up this division? It was the time to do it with Watto. You either did it then or you don't do it at all. Okay, so we're not doing it at all now. No more way of the Grandmaster Uh, Master Watto. It was probably the most people were willing to give Watto a chance. That is very true, yeah. Even myself, I'd come around on the idea of Watto. Uh, I was watching this match being like, fuck yeah, come on, Master Watto. (laughs) Go back to a Wrestle Kingdom and hear our thoughts on Watto. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, Yes, so Hiromu here retains. Lol, Hiromu win. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, Hiromu needs to get out of this division because I'm just sick of it. I'm yep. honestly just sick of fucking Hiromu in these matches, and it's always the same fucking thing. Like, I'll at the very least get him out of this division so we can see some fresh matches. Like, yes. getting to see like Hiromu as an underdog babyface against. Against a fucking Jeff Cobb or a fucking Grado Khan or some shit like that. Imagine if Hiromu was in the G1 this year. H- Hiromu, if he, if they announced Hiromu for the G1, I would have said Hiromu's the favourite to win it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, co-main event here due to Typhoon is the six-man... <laughs> Fred <ever>. Oddman. Huh? <laughs> Judah Fred Ottman. (laughs) May he rest in peace. (laughs) The Shockmaster. I think he's still alive, but okay. Is he? I'm pretty sure. Then which one am I thinking of? Um, Earthquake. Earthquake. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong natural disaster. My apologies to uh, (laughs) the great Fred Ottman. Yeah, or as Cody calls him, Uncle Fred. (laughs) It's his legitimate, like, uncle. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's more than just one royal family, as they say. So what we got? We got Dusty and you his got two Stardust. Sons. You got Stardust and the Shockmaster in the same family as Black Rain. Man, come on now. Just notes that down for folks. Okay. Um, six-man tag is your co-main event. This is for the never openweight six-man tag team championship. The defending champs, Chaos. Kazuchika Okada and Tomohiro Ishii, along with their tag partner, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of the universe, who's uh, looking a bit older now. Yeah, sadly. but uh, It's it's almost time, Hiroshi. Yeah, move, move into the dad division almost. It, yeah, it's dad division time. Do you think he's going to soonly announce his last G1? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, th- think of how fucking long, like, Nakanishi and, like, Tenzan... Nagata. Uh, Nagata were doing the G1 for. Yeah, Nagata only finished, it feels like, two or three G1s ago. Yeah. I think the one before the pandemic was his yeah. last run. Because there was a Nagata f- fucking Moxley match, I swear. Okay, Actually, then, no, yeah, no that, happened at, that happened at Daly's place, don't worry about it. Oh, yes, it did. Yeah. Um. Anyway, taking anyway. on the team of 
Blackpool Combat Club, speaking of, it is John Moxley, Claudio Casanoli, and their partner, Shooter, Shota Umino. I love how Shooter comes out and he's got the Death Rider T-shirt. Yep. I also love the story they're doing here where, like, Ishii doesn't want a team with Tanahashi. <laughs> They've got to be in the same block in the G1, right? This is where yeah. it's all going to implode. Yeah, and this is where, like, Ishii unofficially inducts Tanahashi into the dad division. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't hate it. Um, This match for as late as Claudio was and commentaries hinting that he got changed in the car from the airport to the arena and only just yeah. arrived as the juniors were going on. I yeah. mean, you wouldn't know it looking at how he performed in this match. No, and it was he, um, fantastic. It, there was like a couple of moments there where I was like, holy fuck, Cesaro and Tanahashi are about to lock up. <laughs> Yeah. Cesaro and Okada are staring at each other. That's fucking give, nuts. Who do you give the big swing to? Okada. Yeah. Mark that down on your uh, 2023 pro wrestling bingo card. Cesaro gives big swing to Okada. Yeah. Um, unreal. Unreal. Um, yeah, so this goes about 20 minutes, and I'm thinking... Okay, either Ishii's in here to take the fall, or Claudio's going to take the fall from Tanahashi, and the six men retain, and it's going to set up for Tanahashi, Claudio, Ring of Honor title at Forbidden Door. Yeah. But no, uh, Okada pins Shota, showing him that, like, Okada's still the ring veteran to this young boy, breaking out his money clip of all things, saying you're not good enough for my main moveset. Yawn. <laughs> and uh, in the post-match, Moxley grabs a mic. Is this thing fucking on? Grabs a second mic. Is this thing fucking on? Hands it to the Japanese ring announcer. He turns it on and he just sort of says, thank you in Japanese. And the crowd <laughs> yeah, he applause. just goes, arigato. Very <laughs> kindly, too. <laughs> it was very good. And then he just goes, oi, Okada, we've got a message from you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Cuts to the desert and somebody's training in the desert. Brian Danielson who challenges Okada for Forbidden Door. I'm like, okay, this, what the fuck? Yeah, and he's in a desert signifying um, you can't make it rain in the desert. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, and he said something along those lines, like, I am a desert and you won't be able to rain on me or some shit. (laughs) It was great. It was good. Have you seen today's Dynamite? Um, yeah, yeah. this match is officially official for Forbidden Door. I was just going to say, was Moxley or Casanoli back on uh, Dynamite this week? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was anything else hinted towards Forbidden Door? Um, no, not really. <laughs> okay. And to be honest, the two matches they've got... You you barely need to announce anything else, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, so uh, we might as well say now before the main event, two matches here confirmed for Forbidden Door. We'll see Kenny Omega defend the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship against Will Ospreay. 
and probably going to main event because it's Canada. It's Kenny Omega. It's Canada and it's a New Japan title. That is a good point. It's Canada and it's for the US title. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Between is- two people that aren't from the US. <laughs> I'm surprised Kenny never slapped a Canadian sticker over the top, oh. much like a Lance Storm. Oh, man, that would be great. Um, I hope, like, Kenny comes out to his cleaner music again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we see Brian Danielson will face Kazuchika Okada in a singles match. Um, yes. Um, I mean, Kenny and Will probably has the main event, but Jesus Christ, you could main event with either one. <laughs> I'm thinking because it's for a title and it's in Canada, Kenny Osprey mains main events. Yeah. Um I mean it looks like we're getting what Joe versus Zack Sabre Jr. probably. Yeah, yeah, it seems um, to be a clash of the two T V champs there. Yeah. Um in other spoiler from Dynamite News, they announced uh the main event for the first episode of Collision. Ooh, go ahead. Um, Jay White, yeah, Juice Robinson, yeah, and Samoa Joe. Okay, that's an odd third, but go ahead. Versus FTR and CM Punk. FTCM Punk. CM CM FTR. Okay, <laughs> I got it around the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Um. So you got to wonder if they're going to quickly do anything to get Punk on this Forbidden Door card? Have Punk beat Joe? I mean, Punk versus Jay White, maybe. It's not technically a Forbidden Door match, but it kind of feels like one. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um. um you could do some sort of fucking Bullet Club versus Sam Punk thing. Although personally, I would have Sam Punk join, become the new leader of the Bullet Club. <laughs> do you think we get Bushimon versus FTR for the strong oh, white titles? I hope not. Um, I never want to see those again. Um, <laughs> yeah, their new what was it? Wrestle Kingdom match did suck. Yeah, I just, yeah, no, it's not the fucking dream match everyone thinks there is. There is no fucking New Japan team that is on the level of FTR. Just saying. Aussie, oh, wait, no, they're all elite and injured. Aussie Open. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not. They're not New Japan anymore, so there is no other team that's on that level. Love TMDK. They're not on that level yet. I'm just having a quick think, and I can't even think. There isn't. No, there's there's not. There there literally isn't, because their tag division is shit. Yep. It's just absolute trash. Like, unless they were to do fucking, like, okay, we'll do fucking Tanahashi and... Ishii. Fucking Ishii, fuck it. (laughs) <laughs> then I'd be half keen if he just did a throw away, uh, just a throw together tag team. Like, but still, there's just nothing there, man. There's nothing there. Uh, I mean, Moxley and Shooter. 
versus fucking Bushimon. Fuck it. Um, yeah, give Fox another belt. Why not? I, I wouldn't hate that. Um, even, even defending like one of the titles, give him the strong titles, and then at least Moxley's got the strong title because he's in North America. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think what else I would like to see at Forbidden Door. Like, I'd like to see Cesaro defend the ROH world title against someone from New Japan at Forbidden defend Door. Defend it against someone at all. Someone would be great, yeah. Like, who would be a good opponent for Cesaro? Like, Suzuki? Fuck, that'd be good. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be good. But I'd want a bit of build to it at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they don't build Cesaro. Uh, Claudio matches. Shit, I've been calling him Cesaro this whole time. Uh, Chris um, did as well a few times on commentary. Yes, I noticed that, and I noted that. He called him Cesaro a few times. Also, um, uh, Gino mentioned that Jeff Cobb is similarly built to Jonah, uh, to Bronson Reed, Reed. Yeah, using he's... the WWE name of Jonah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about this main event. Uh, main uh, event I'm running you... out of time here. So. Yeah, yeah, for your IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonata take on Yoda Suji, and it goes 17 minutes. You know, it's a pretty good main event. Yeah. But ultimately, Sonata wins. There is no um, Okada shock here to happen at Dominion. Which is why I think he's still going to win it, though. Win the G1, yeah. I, I, I think there's a chance Yoda Suji wins the world title in the next year or two. It's weird seeing all these young lines in our back, that that crop of young lines from when we were watching New Japan the most. Shota Umino, Yoda Suji, Ren Narita. Yeah. Is there one other in that core group that I'm forgetting? Watto. Okan. Yeah, yeah, I remember. They're back now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and they're they're all... Mixed results? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, pretty much all of them except for Watto have been fine. Yeah. And Watto has his moments too. Um, this one, though, in particular, Yoda Suji, there's yeah. money there. There's fucking money there. He's, he's a big dude, and he moves so well, and they protected him so well in this match. There's, But there's just a little like hint of like edge to him yeah. and i don't i don't mean like he has an edge to him i mean there's a hint of adam copeland in his style <laughs> that is a very good point there's like a comparison it's not just like he does a spear and but it's like the jacket he wears is very like 2022 edge um and he does that smile, which is a very like 1998 edge. Yeah. And yeah, there's just like little things where it's like, oh, it's a big dude, but he can do athletic things. And it's like, this is kind of like a Japanese edge, which is something we've never really seen before. So, no. I, I think it's, I think there's a lot of potential here with Yoda Suji. It's, and the story they told after this 
match yeah. where Lij basically all just walked out on him. <laughs> that that's interesting, and it's almost making me think that maybe Naito isn't winning the G1 because maybe at Wrestle Kingdom we're going to see Suji versus Naito for control of Lij. Mm, that that'd be a good point too. Yeah. Um, in the po- so Sonata gets the win here. He retains his title. In the post-match comments, he says that if he wins the G1, he's going to choose Taichi as his <laughs> opponent for the title. Don't tease us with a good time, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would have been better if he's like, I'm choosing Doki. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doki Choki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know you have to go quickly. Do you have a beer rating for Dominion? Uh, this, this is honestly a really fun show to watch. It was a f- five for me. Honestly, there was yeah. there was low points, but overall, it was it felt like a fresh New Japan. Yeah, it, it's New Japan's second biggest show of the year for a reason. Uh, yeah. five beers for me. I, and I it, can't express how much I loved the lights on the, in the roof at Osaka Joe Hall. It looks so cool. And it, but it always just reminds me of like, oh, that two out of three falls match. I'm going to go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched I've watched that trilogy, geez, a few months back. It is really good. Oh, uh, so good. Quickly, will you be catching all together again, New Japan, All Japan, and Noah pay-per-view this weekend on New Japan World? Uh, if I have time, I will. Again, um, it is a pay-per-view. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Um, if I have time, I will watch it however I happen to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> or Impact's, uh, Impact Plus event against all odds. No. no. Okay. No. Uh, no. Macklin will defend his world champ against Alex Shelley. There's some... Ooh, okay. Uh, what else we got? We got Macklin versus Saban for the X Division title. Woman's dog collar match of Killer Kelly versus Mar- Marcia Slamovich. Ooh. Okay, sign me up for that. Yeah, um, no, no, no. Little... You're selling me. You're selling me here. Uh, Impact tag titles. We'll see uh, Bullet Club America take on the good hands with Brian Myers in the good hands corner. And for the digital media title, we're running it back. We're having Joe Hendry versus Dirty Dango. Uh, any last memories here of uh, Shaky Baby before we sign off, Alex? Uh, a clip popped up on my Twitter today of like a Jerry Split- Springer segment. Yeah. Where this guy's like, oh, I feel like my girlfriend's been cheating on me. And then she's like, yeah, I've been cheating on you. And here's my boyfriend. He's my new partner. And out comes the Iron Sheik. <laughs> what? I'll just send that to you. Um, uh, that's a legitimate thing. Um, Iron Sheik is honestly what makes wrestling so fun. He is. He is. He's just, uh, he was a walking meme. Um, he made everything. He was what made it so fun to be in part uh, to be a part of the quote-unquote IWC to begin with. You know, people sharing fucking shoot interviews from him. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. Fuck the Brian B. Blair. I fuck his ass. I make him humble. You know, um, 
If it wasn't for the Iron Shake, we don't have Dwayne saying jabroni. Yes. <laughs> like, it, his impact is huge. If it wasn't for the Iron Shake, we don't have, like, Taz or Kurt Angle getting as popular as they did. Like, he was a blueprint. Like, Brock Lesnar. Iron Shake was like an original Brock Lesnar. <laughs> In the ring, yeah. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, Shaggy Baby. We'll love you forever. You're the true legend. Come on. Oh, I beg your pardon? Uh, listen, uh, Jim. Uh, yes, uh, Iron Sheik, the great 1984 turkey tournament. You're going to be part of it. You know, I really don't care about that stupid idiot turkey tournament. He reminds me look like Hulk Hogan. Look at his head. Look at him. Now that redneck stays down. Ah, tough. I'm not interested in that idiot, that idiot turkey tournament. Sweet potato the turkey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>